What's the bottom of the truth? Well, sometimes that is better. The person you put up there ain't the person that comes back. It may look like that person, but it ain't that person. Because whatever lives in the ground beyond that cemetery ain't human at all. Listening to the Outsiders of Horror Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to week four of Outsiders of Horror, brought to you by our good friends at Nightmare Toys. Shop now, 15% off until May 5th. On select items. How is everyone? It's been another week. Has gone by. Feels like we are getting closer and closer to Texas Frightmare. It is getting closer, but just not close enough. (laughs) So, can't wait. Let's go around the room. To see who's all here for people who may be joining us for the first time. And week four. Week four. Hey, some people join for the first time, four, you know. Four, they, uh, and we lost one. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're just joining in, uh, Faye has left the building, but that's yeah, okay that's because uh, the other Brian is here. So, hey, how's it going, yeah. guys? <laughs> We got Christy with us. Gorgeous Christy, as always. Thank you. Hello, everybody. How are y'all? It's gorgeous, Brian. Get it right, all right? (laughs) No, we're going to call you sexy, Brian. There we go. There you go. Bringing sexy back. Plus plus size style. Oh, and he's back. Great. And he's back. (laughs) Fucking technology. (laughs) Gotta love it. So, thank you for joining us on another episode entitled Bad Kitty. We are going to be talking about Pet Cemetery <laughs> 1, 2, and the remake. Um, such a bad kitty. I know, such a bad kitty. That kitty's such a douche. <laughs> Wait, uh, which kitty are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about church. <laughs> oh, pets. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. What, did you, what did you think of that? <laughs> They're all bad. They're, they're I, all bad. I, I really I'll be here next week. <laughs> so uh, we thank you if you're joining us on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, um, Google Podcast, Google Podcast, SOS Signals, whatever you got. I believe we said smoke signals one time, which works for me as well. That's right. <laughs> Any sort of signal will do. Uh, so, so how, how is everyone now that we have the technical difficulties out of the way? <laughs> well, Sorry. we hope so. <laughs> we we hope so. This could be quite the interesting episode for episode four. Could be quite the editing going on. 
Oh, oh lucky right. me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm oh. fantastic. Uh, me personally, this week, I carried my team to a second place victory in the Walnut River Valley Dart League of Butler County, Kansas. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. And I was thinking, like, if I was ever in a horror movie, that, that'd be my uh, weapon of choice. Like, people have their bow, bow and arrow and shit. I'd have a bag full of darts, and I'm just going to chuck them at people. So you, you, you know, maybe we'll make a movie for Dart Man. Yeah. So, so you're you're like Danny Trejo and Desperado, but instead of the cross knives, you got the darts. Yeah, little darts. <laughs> you are no machete, but you are darte. And the, and they're the plastic tip darts. They're not even the steel tip darts. They're not going to do a whole lot of damage. Plastic tip darts. <laughs> that sounds like yeah. something out of you guessed it, Shaun of the Dead. Oh my god! Ah. Ah. I love that movie. Oh, it's Christy's favorite. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> can't so, make it through that movie. <laughs> so we we kind of had a bigger news week than what we did, uh, did last we? week. It seems like we. I mean, it kind of did. Um, they finally released the M's Family trailer, which. Yes. I, I, I had to watch a couple times before I really got behind it. Um, yeah, I, I, I think cute. I, I think I got behind the Star Wars trailer more than I did. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes, to both. But, oh. yes. Yeah. So, uh, what, what was it? Halloween? They said it, it. It could be probably a good family film. I would yes. think. Yeah, and there's a nice little shout out to Pennywise in that in that trailer. There's usually a killer clown behind that balloon or whatever they she said. So did um did anyone catch the trailer for Netflix new show called Chambers with Uma Thurman? No, no, no. Quite quite, quite the interesting trailer. So pretty much the whole premise of the show is this girl gets a heart transplant. And then, like, some shit goes down. <laughs> like, it shows the it's, heart coming off her chest and everything. Like, like it looks like a horror show. Um, and it, it actually comes out in a couple weeks, I think it said. April 26th was the date it comes out. Right on. So. A, a, trailer, a trailer that I saw that... Apparently, it's been out for a few years. It was a fake trailer. Apparently, it's been out for years. I just saw it for the first time. A fake trailer called Handjob Cabin, The Birth of Morning Wood. Have you guys seen that <laughs> fake trailer? What the hell? Oh no. my God. What, what trailers are you watching? I, I, just, I love that trailer. That trailer was it, fucking awesome. Oh, I man. It was ridiculous. It, like, and it, it, the trailer even made me jump a couple times. Like, oh, that's kind of scary. But it's like about like a ghost or a demon or something that where if she gives you a handjob, you die. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and that's what the whole trailer is. This random like demon thing giving people hand jobs. Then like the finale of the trailer is her giving a female a hand job. She's like, "How can you do it to me? I don't have a penis." And the next thing you know, she's got a boner coming out of her sheets, and she's getting a hand job from the ghost. And <laughs> at first, I thought it was real. I was like, "Is this really a movie?" Because I got to see it. Oh but then I learned it was a fake trailer, and it's already been out for like a few years. I'm like, "Son of a bitch! Why to be disappointed?" Would it be late to the fucking party, Faye? 
Oh, well, you know. I was like, I'm going to have to check out this trailer, apparently. Um, yeah. Do. Um, they, they announced that one cut of the dead is uh, going to be coming to Shudder. Uh, it seemed like the only way you could get it was the Blu-ray in the UK. Um, don't remember which company had it. I think Diabolic DVD has it on their website to where it's region free for the Blu-ray. I mean, Brian, if you're going to take the time to spew this shit, at least get the fucking distributor correct, okay? (laughs) Well, you know, you got so many different distributors that it's hard to keep touch with all (laughs) them. The people demand excellence, Brian. They demand it. Well, I apologize. Good. You no, it, it, it is. Apologizes. It is actually uh, diabolic because they had it on their stand at Cinema Wasteland, and I almost bought it, but I didn't. <laughs> what did you buy instead at Cinema Wasteland? Uh, I bought a whole lot of stuff, probably more than I should have, but you know. Do tell. Uh, I was at movie wise. Um, finally picked up Candyman on Blu-ray. Um, I picked up uh, Razorback on Blu-ray because it was region-free. Nice. Um, I picked up Frankie and Hooker from Synopsis because they had a sale going on their movies there. Such a damn good movie. And then uh, I I got my uh, autographs that I was looking to get. So I met... What autographs? uh, I met John Russo who was uh, the, one of the original writers of uh, Night of the Living Dead and Return of the Dead. He, he's a really nice guy. That's definitely uh, an auto to get, considering he's probably going to die soon. So that's that's probably yeah, a good one to have. Yeah. That, so um, I had taken... There was like this little fold-up poster that you got of Night of the Living Dead with the Criterion Collection. So I took that with me, but like, oh, I'll get it signed. You know, it'd be cool. He had much better posters, so I went with one of his. So I got a photo with them um, up on my page, and I pretty much spammed the hell out of that in every group. Oh yeah, it's um. Speaking of his merch table, did uh, did he sell scripts? By the way, uh, he had some scripts. They were oh. definitely on my price range. <laughs> Splendid. <laughs> um, who else did I? Um, I met Jeff. Lieberman, who did Satan's Little Helper, he was there. Got his autograph. Uh, met Samantha Mathis, who was absolutely stunning. I know Farmer was very jealous when I sent him the picture. <laughs> That's right. I was crying in my pants. <laughs> and then I think we just got a little like knickknacks here and there. Like we didn't really get any. Oh, and I had to get uh, Tom Sullivan's autograph again because I've pretty much gone to him every time we've gone. So anything Evil Dead I have is now signed by him. Well, fuck yeah! Sounds like you had a good time. We we did. I mean, it's kind of like one of those conventions where you could like just go one day and you will literally hit the room like three times in circles. Was it a was it a packed convention? It, it really was. Um, there there was some times where it was you had to kind of like backtrack just to move forward. 
because the aisles were all cluttered mm-hmm. with people. Do you think uh do you think it's grown attendance wise over the years? Because I know you've been going for a while. Uh yeah, definitely. I think this was probably their biggest year or biggest one that they've done. Um, I think the one they do in October may get the traction. Um, simply because they're doing a Martin reunion oh, as wow. their main thing. Um, so that that should be fun to go to. Fuck yeah, Martin! That was a good. Uh, that was good. How's going? Yeah. So they got um John, um, Amplis and uh, Tom Savini will be there again. Um, a few of the behind the scenes crew members are going to be there. Uh, I think they said Jack Schroeder, who did Nightmare on Elm Street Two, is going to be there. The gay Freddy. The gay Freddy, if you will. <laughs> yeah. Now Martin was Romero, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, Martin was uh, Romero. I believe it was just after he did Dawn of the Dead. It was like so, that time frame. Speaking yeah. of Romero, nineteen seventy-eight. Speaking of Romero, uh, last Sunday was WrestleMania, as many people probably know, and uh, Eric Rowan, the wrestler, was rocking a Romero tribute shirt at Mania. The Grand yeah, State. the uh, the Ramon style T-shirt. That was a very cool shirt. I guess that was designed for him. Like he had that designed for him. Yeah, I. I mean, he he's uh really good friends with Savini. Uh, Savini did his um, steampunk style cheap mask that he came out with, and then he was rocking a Savini shirt at uh, the Royal Rumble. Oh yeah, not yeah, cool so enough I mean, to have rest- his own shirt, so. Yeah, wrestling and horror. I mean, they go hand in hand. I mean, they really do. And then speaking of that, a... did, did you see on Raw that weird Thanksgiving looking thing that they're advertising? Yeah, that fucking weird turkey puppet thing. I don't know where they're gonna. Are we gonna have a puppet wrestler or something? Uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Well, the uh, the gobbly gooker was a thing back in the day. Ah, uh, this is his son. Ah, uh, what what are trails do we have? Um, American Horror Story. Came out with the trailer for uh, this new season. I'm so excited about that one. Yeah, 1984. It's going to be an 80 slasher season. So I, I'm actually I'll excited for that. that. A lot of people are speculating. It has something to do with uh, Jason Voorhees. Though it, it doesn't, but a lot of people are speculating that. Yeah, just... Uh, I, I would. Well, they can't legally because of the lawsuits going on. Um, well, but I even then, they it, call it 1984, though, since that's not even when Friday the 13th came out. Yeah. So, but it'll be interesting. I mean, I think everyone's coming back to Evan Peters. So, you know, I only watched the first season. And I haven't watched a single season since, but I'll probably check this one out. There's a few seasons that I probably could have gone without, but overall, the oh. series itself is pretty entertaining i like them all pretty much except roanoke i didn't really like that season (laughs) (laughs) that's what i hear it's a lot of people i like coven coven was probably my favorite yeah uh coven was good uh i've never actually like watched a full season of that show i've seen like uh, episodes here and there of probably the whole the whole series I mean, it's a good show. It's I mean, good. definitely uh, worth checking out. I think it's on Netflix still. 
And I think you can find it on the FX app. Mm-hmm. I believe they have all of them. I didn't see any other trailers or news or anything, but I do want to shout out It's a Horror Podcast, our boys over there. For one, they gave us a lot of love this week. And two, they recently went to an Ice Nine Kills concert, which if you don't know, their last album was called The Silver Scream. And every single song was inspired by a different horror movie on that album. Like there's a song inspired by Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Jaws. Like the whole album is all about horror. And their stage show, they're all dressed up as different horror characters and shit like that. And I... I I love it. It's like a metalcore type band, if you don't know. So, yeah, shout out to them, and I'm extremely jealous of that. I definitely want to see that band, especially a horror themed band like that. Yeah, big shout out to those guys. Definitely appreciate all the love they've been throwing yep. our way. And uh, big ups, guys. Big ups. You guys hear about the uh, the Invisible Man remake that uh, Blumhouse is doing? I did. What? I didn't, yeah. know. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, yeah. Moss is um, the uh, female lead for the uh, the, the film. Yeah, Lee Winnell, who wrote the Saw and Insidious and right a bunch of other James Wands, he's gonna write and direct it. Seems like Blumhouse is all about the remakes now. I keep well, Universal remake this and that. Yeah. Universal, after the uh, horrific box office that was the Mummy, yeah. they kind of hit the reset button again on it. And they want lower budget films, but still have the same quality. So, I mean, Bloomhouse is really the only one in the game right now doing that. <clears throat> yeah, what, what are they? They're uh, they're making a sequel to the Nun. Boo. Yeah, that doesn't need to happen. But okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wanted none of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, did, did you hear about the? Uh, the other remake talk going around town. Which one? They what? The Russo brothers um, are really known for the Marvel films. Um, the past few Avengers, uh, Captain America's. MGM has given them full reign of their library. And they are going to do another remake of Poltergeist. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Just leave it alone. Yes. Leave it alone. Why? So, I, I don't think that they're directing it. I think they're just going to uh, produce it, help but out with still, the writing. Still, the other one was a fucking dumpster fire. Dumpster. Well, I mean, this I, is their way of writing the wrong. Fucking liver than watch that movie. <laughs> mm. Did you go watch it at the movie theater when it was 3D, though? No, I did go see it in 3D. That was I thought was kind of cool. The 3D was probably the best aspect of it. Right. Granted, it was converted, so it's not like they actually filmed it in 3D. Right. Who was the lead of that? Uh, Sam Rockwell, right? Yeah, he was also a decent thing about it. Him and um, whoever played his wife, um, Rosemary Witt. Rosemary's Baby. Not Rosemary's Baby. I want to say it was Rosemary. I could be wrong on the name. I have to look it up. I have to fact check it. But um, yes, it, you're right. Am I right? I was say she was just in um, Arizona with uh, 
Danny McBride. That was an okay movie. So, you know, the Russos are on a hot streak right now with everything that happened with Marvel. So, who knows? Maybe they'll be able to turn it around. Well, yeah, just with that name alone, people will go out and see what they're going to do with horror. Since they did such a badass job with the Marvel Universe. Well, I, I for one, hope nothing comes of it. <laughs> you cruel bastard. I mean, Are you not into hey, Marvel? You, you know, I, I never really got into any, like, the superhero shit. I never, uh, yeah, not not really I my I thought fan. I was the only one. Okay. No, it's not uh, my jam. No, no he, he, he had such high hopes for... <laughs> Superman and Zack Schneider shit all over his dreams. <laughs> yeah, I mean this is this is my new analogy now. So I I'd rather just spend a week in Faye's liver than go watch that. That's a party in there, bro. Oh, trust me, we all fucking know. Just listen to that episode <laughs> too. <laughs> right? Oh God, uh, I don't want to listen to that episode. So did uh did we see anything over the week other than the ones that were talking about obviously did you well did you i mean i i saw a lot but i want to see if anyone else saw anything <laughs> honestly i haven't watched the only thing i've been watching lately are old episodes of 2020 2020 <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like the you know like the um the crime episodes though <laughs> i've been uh i've been so watching that makes the it okay. I like that Definitely. stuff and forensic files and things. I like those kind of things. Dateline. <laughs> See, I watched The Entity for the first time. A lot of that, ghost raping in that movie. That's a good movie. I was like, that's a good one. It's a really messed up one, but it's a good <clears> one. Yeah. She, I watched um, it because I announced Barbara Hershey for Frightmare. So. For Frightmare, yeah, because the Gordons aren't able to go anymore. So they announced her. So they they lost two and they announced one. You know. Has uh has anyone ever watched the uh, the Sabrina series at all or no? I watched the first season. I have not seen the second season yet. Yeah, I just started the second season. I, I like the show. I was she just had the um the one movie come out this past week too with uh, Stanley Tucci. Um, was it the Silence? Oh, about yeah, yeah. the the them trying to survive the killer bats or whatever it is. I've heard mixed things about it, but yeah, you know, I'll still probably check it out eventually. Here, I'll check it out so I can shit on it. <laughs> yeah, that's your thing. You have like a handful of movies that you loved, and everything else is pure shit. This is this is true. This is very true. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not busting his balls. It's true. Yep, you called it. I like the cast in that film, so I'll probably will enjoy it. No, even if it does suck, I'll still like it probably. I was a Stanley Tucci is a really good character actor. So I mean, I, I can't Stanley imagine Tucci. it being that like bad. It. I love Stanley Tucci in Easy A with MS Stone. <laughs> was Wasn't with Amanda Bynes in that movie? Yes, she was like a Jesus freak in that movie. Yep. That's right. Yeah, yeah, all the plastic surgery. She looked fucking terrible. <laughs> I was like, I uh, what was it? I, I feel like he was in America's Sweethearts. Where he, oh, was he definitely the was studio producer. Yes, I was like, he was really good in that. He's in Finally, Hunger Games, right? Yeah, he was in yeah. Hunger Games okay. as the TV show host. Yeah. The yeah. girl on fire. <laughs> <sighs> but I was finally able to see Clownado. 
That was absolutely glorious. Uh, yes. Yeah, I was wanting. I was waiting to hear your reaction on that. Congrats yeah, on it, seeing your name on the big screen, bud. I know it, yeah, it was, was very amazing. surreal. Not only my name, Daryl Hook's name, and everyone else that helped Todd uh, make that movie. Very well made for it only being ten thousand dollars. It was actually quite interesting because they were showing trailers to his previous movies, and people got up and left. <laughs> Apparently, they. Didn't know what they were in for. Oh my god! So you and don't regret then, you don't regret helping out that movie then? Oh, not at all. Um, I've seen his other movies. My favorite, um, my favorite was Bone Hill Road. It's probably one of the best werewolf movies that you'll see out there with practical effects. Um, like I, I'll put it right up there with uh, Werewolf in London. Um, and then he had get back. and then to finally be able to see this which i've been seems like waiting a year for uh it was definitely worth the wait so i'm definitely excited to see it again uh when it comes on dvd and blu-ray and everything didn't they do a vhs release for that too um yeah for the crowdfunding there was a vhs option that i believe you could have done as well, so I th- I do think his Indiegogo is still up, I believe. If you want to try and purchase a DVD or Blu-ray or something, I believe you can find it on the Facebook page. If you like clowns, you if you, like I, I was say, I check. I will. Tornado. Yes, I will say it is not for those with weak stomachs. It is extremely graphic. It is extremely gory. It is extremely funny with certain areas. Well, see, now I, I, I gotta I, see it. <laughs> I love clowns, and I'm from Kansas, so I gotta love tornadoes too. So I'm, I'm, I'm in. See, yeah, the pitch at, worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I think they filmed it in Kansas City. So I mean, that's kind of close to your neck of the woods. Um, Faye, you but I know. Yeah, you could have been a clown. <laughs> so definitely check that out whenever it comes out. Hopefully this fall. Uh, what, what else did I see? Um, I caught this movie called Howl on Prime. First time watching it. It's okay, werewolf movie. Um, I could have done without the CG werewolves though. I'm just not CG in general. It's 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 I've seen gotta that. be practical. CG just fucking butchers it. Like like the movie itself was pretty decent, and then you get to the werewolves and they're just massively CG'd over, and it was just kind of like you could have done better. You know a movie I did not see this week? What? The Prey. What? What didn't you see? I I did not see The Prey. <laughs> Oh, well, you know, I don't think anyone has seen the prey yet. No. <laughs> because it's no April Fool's Day, damn it. Fuck you, Arrow Video. Unless you're going to give us free stuff. <laughs> Fuck you. I, I mean, technically, they are giving us free stuff because we got the goodie bags with our tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I take it back. No, we don't. Yeah. Um, I, I did catch out the one movie that they are showing yeah. at Texas Framer, though. The, they have it on... Uh, Prime as well. Um, it's called The Bray Road Beast. And it's pretty much an hour-long documentary on 
a town's folklore of werewolves and supernatural. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I personally didn't care for it. I think Amy at Amy's autopsy did enjoy it. We lost Fade again. It's all right. Well, now the show's better again. So yeah, continue, Brian. Tell us about the movie. <laughs> it's it's one of those movies where it's going to be kind of split down the middle. It's going to be fifty fifty. I've only seen the trailers, and I thought it was okay. Like uh, I'm interested, but it's on Prime, though, huh? Yeah, uh, it is on Prime. Um, which so they they are showing it at Texas Frightmare. I do not remember which night it is. I, I want to say it's Saturday. During the morning, it's either Saturday wrong. or Friday. Probably it's one of those two. So, I mean, if you're into documentaries and you want to see something on werewolves, go check it out. Or you could just watch it at home on Prime. Or if you're an asshole, you could just not watch it at all. <laughs> That's your uh, job, farmer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's keep the con talk going. Um, we got a lot of cons coming up. A lot. Um, our very own Christy will be at Days of the Dead, June 7th, 8th, and 9th. Yep. In Vegas. Uh, in Vegas. Vegas. With the booth. Go yep. say hi to her. Get some photos. Post those photos. Yep. Uh, we have uh, the other Brian, I believe, going to ScareCon. Yes, same weekend. Yes, indeed. I will. Uh, I will be over at uh, Scaricon, probably bothering three guys that horror. Yes, three guys that horror will have a table up. So go say hello to everyone. Um, got retro weekend coming up in my neck of the woods, May thirtieth through June second. So I'll probably be heading up uh, that Saturday, and then the. Just announced uh, Living Dead Weekend, returning to the Monroeville Mall. Uh, Father's Day Weekend, June 14th through the 16th. Nice. Where is that? Uh, Pennsylvania? Yeah, Pennsylvania. Um, this time, it's uh, they're doing Dawn of the Dead still, but they're also doing a creep show reunion for the Father's Day segment. Oh, nice. So um, they have a brunch going on that Father's Day. Um, I think tickets were $50 for the brunch. Um, but then tickets for the event itself was 20 to 25 depending on which day you went. Thinking I may go to that just to get more signatures on my Creep Show poster. Days of the Dead in Vegas. They have uh, Malcolm McDowell. Come get a photo, say hi, and buy something. <laughs> well, no, this is what you do. You buy something from Nightmare Toys, and then you go get it signed. By somebody at the convention. Exactly. This is true. Yes. <laughs> Everything at the store, 15% off until May 5th. Yep. With the exceptions of the 112. And, well, you're out of good guys. Yeah, now. I'm sold so, out of good guys, so no more good guys. But yeah. So, yeah. what? It's just the 112s now at this point? Or yeah, was there something the else? No, nope, just the 112s. Yep. That's the only thing I couldn't put on sale. And yeah, Christy so. will sign it for free. That's right. <laughs> So anyone looking for anything for upcoming conventions that they want signed by their favorite actors, hit up Christy at NightmareToys.com and show her some love. And any orders $100 or more, you get free shipping. And I always do like two, three-day priority shipping too, so you get it pretty quickly. 
that that is very true. What I a bargain. your name, Andrew, this morning. <laughs> yeah, I ordered me one because I'm going to have Heather Langkamp sign the ultimate Freddy for Melm Street 1. Well, well there you go. This morning. So you yeah. should get it in a couple days. Yeah, we got the email. I was like, oh, look how fast she goes. Exactly. She does. Like, you put. <laughs> if the shipping, if the turnaround on the shipping isn't fast, then we need to complain here on this forum. <laughs> like, literally, depending on when you put that order in, it, yeah. you will literally get an email like five minutes later saying it's ready yeah. to ship. Yeah. I am on top of things. And just real quick, my my equipment is being fucking stupid, so I keep randomly getting dropped out, but I get right back in. So if I have to come back in and say, hey, repeat yourself, that means that I got dropped out of this fucking conversation. Are you a dropout? <laughs> I, my phone is fucking technology. So to clarify, Faye's equipment is doing the hokey pokey on it. It has for many years. <laughs> <laughs> it explains a lot. <laughs> so yeah, my bad. All right. Now now comes the time for Farmer's favorite bit. One he's been waiting for all week keeps hounding me for the next two films in this marathon that we're doing. Yes, I, I need to know what movies you're going to force me to watch because they're either going to be good or they're going to be a big pile of shit. So I'm curious. Well, you requested Scream last week. <clears throat> I did. So we're going to do Scream 2. Yay. Because I myself am a Quinn Tarantino student in my own right. Right on. The fourth film on the list is one of my favorites ever since it first came out. Ironically, it has Quentin Tarantino. Teletubbies? Yes, Teletubbies. (laughs) We will be doing From Dusk Till Dawn. Nice. Nice. So I feel like there's probably going to be maybe one or two more titles listed. Sex maybe machine. more. It, it all depends on when we all uh, pass out, I guess. Well, and my buddy that's going to be with me, like this is his first con and he's not huge in horror, but that's not his own fault. He ha- had one of those sheltered lives growing up to where he was not allowed to watch anything that was above a PG rating. He didn't even see his first horror movie until he was in high school. So we got a lot of stuff to teach him. Oh, boy. Should be fun. Which we will do. Um, he's, he's, I, I feel like some of these are easy uh, beginner horror films. I mean, none too drastic. Run down the list so far. Getting, let everybody know what the four is. All right. So last week, or well, episode three. We said that we were doing uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare and Peter Jackson's The Frighteners. Now we're adding Scream 2 and From Dusk Till Dawn. So I feel like the next one will probably be a creature feature. Well, don't fucking spoil it. Surprise us. I said maybe. Maybe we should have the people vote on what we should watch. Critters. Critters? 
<laughs> Maybe Critters 2 with Easter just okay. happened. There you go. Every day is Halloween. Yes, it is. <laughs> Which, speaking of Halloween, our good friend Joe of Three Guys That Horror hooked me up with uh, Ken Page's autograph from when he went to the New Jersey Comic Con. Ken Page did the voice of Oogie Boogie. Anyone that knows me knows I'm a big Nightmare Before Christmas freak. Yes, you are. I do know that. <laughs> I met Ken Page Maybe two years ago. Comedy. You should tell everybody about that Jack Skellington uh, tattoo in your ass. Uh-oh. No, I feel, I feel like that's a drunk story for later on. Hey, can't wait. He's joking. He I just wants Jack to look. Skeleton. <laughs> He's not joking, though. There is no tattoos. <laughs> Yet, but their first one will be on your ass. Oh, uh, probably not. No, I do have a uh, one that I that I do have picked out. Um, it's not going on my ass though. <laughs> tramp but stamp. It, no, it's not a tramp stamp either. Damn it! What disappointing me. I mean, that might suit you, Brian, getting a tramp stamp. You know, that, that could be a thing. That could be my thing. Yeah, you'd be a tramp stamp, Brian. Oh, I feel loved. TSB. Use a dirty girl. Mr. Fay, I understand you have a segment that you want to start doing now for our show. Bring it apart. Well, because after I shat on Phantasm, I got random comments on social media and stuff about that. So I figured, because there's a lot of popular movies out there that I think are overrated. So I think each week I want to present what I think is overrated. And to go along with the theme with like evil pets and shit like that, a movie I think is overrated is Cujo. Your thoughts? I love Cujo. See, I, it's fucking. It's a, It's an hour and a half of people sitting in a car and a dog barking at them. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm not I know. a fan of Cujo. I like it, though. Now, a man's best friend. Man's best friend is a good bad. one. I love. I prefer Man's Best Friend over Cujo. Cujo kind of bored me. I love yeah, I D. Wallace, once, but so I need to rewatch that because I, I know a lot of people like that movie. I need to go back and rewatch that one. That one's underrated. Cujo, Cujo underrated. seemed like a horror. Well, it was a horror version, but it like it seemed like Beethoven. Like it kind of a pissed well, off Beethoven. It, yeah, it, it's a Saint Bernard, but. I don't know, just when you watch it now, it kind of drags. And it's only an hour and a half film. I don't recommend it, people. (laughs) This review has been brought to you by Faith Corner. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we lost him again. All right, so. All right, thank God. Let's keep it going. (laughs) So let's hop into. The films, shall we? Since we got three of them to cover, let's start with the original Cemetery from 1989. Okay. So, Dale Midcalf, Denise Crosby, the wonderful Fred Gwynn. Yeah. So, what what were your thoughts on this one? Get about Miko. Start. <laughs> we're we're gonna like Christy, you know, ladies first. You get to okay. go first. Thanks. Um, so <laughs> for me, Pet Cemetery, um it had never been one of my favorite Stephen King movies. I do like it though, 
Um, I think Fred Gwynn is probably the best thing of the movie, in my opinion. The cat's good. Um, I'm not a big fan of the daughter. I thought the acting on the daughter's part was really horrible. Um, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It just, I don't know. It's an, it's an okay movie. It's not, like, again, it's not one of my favorites of Stephen King's. So you thought three-year-old Miko was better than the daughter? I do, actually. Hell yeah. I thought that little kid acted very well. It, it, it <laughs> was I funny because... I like him. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, Fr- Fred is definitely the gem of the movie. Yeah. I think so. Better's better. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, like, Pascal... Um, I never really liked Pascal. I thought he was a bit silly. And I didn't want any kind of silliness in it. And that's just my opinion. Um, so, yeah. That's really all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, no. this, it, it was this, funny. We, we were watching it and my girlfriend was like, where's that kid from? Like, I see the face. I don't know it, though. I'm like, well, he's in New Nightmare. And she's like, well, I, I've mm-hmm. never seen that. I'm like, fine. He's in kindergarten cup. Okay, he's the kid that says boys have penises, girls have vaginas. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's in Mercury and Rising. Someone right now spawn. just definitely raged. I feel it. It's actually true. Though. <laughs> it, is, it is true that boys have uh, a penis and girls have a vagina. Just because you didn't know. Is it true that John Hughes is his dad? I I don't know if that's it's John Hughes, true. but I it's feel like that's a rumor. no. His 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 dad's name is John Hughes, but it's not. The John Hughes that we okay. all—that's a misunderstanding. Okay. Also, let's save all the ratings till we're all done reviewing this. Yes. <laughs> so, um, there's a film actually physically shot in Maine, in the actual town, um, 20 minutes away from where King was living at the time. Which is really cool. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, so. In the documentary, um, they showed that the interior of Judd's house was built on a stage, and then the outside was built on this poor couple's house. Yeah, that documentary was really, really, really good, though. It, it was a very good documentary. I learned a lot more about the movie than I would ever What's know. the title of it? Unpath and Unscathed or something like that? Unpath and Untold? Or... Uh, yeah. Unpath shout out and the, Untold. Shout out to Terror Films for making that movie. I was there. Are they the ones doing the Pennywise one too? I'm I'm not sure. I'll uh, I'll look into it. Do, 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 do. Well, you 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 find that out for us. All right, String. Besides the fun facts that you always provide us with every week, what is your opinion on the film? Um, I you know honestly, it still holds up. Like I was quite surprised. I mean, some of the acting. Uh, could have been better, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's not horrible. <laughs> right. I, I actually enjoyed it. Um, I, I think I would like to see what the original cut would have been like um, before the studio went and trimmed away stuff. But you know, now have you read the book? The... I have read the book. Okay, see, the I book haven't is read the nowhere book. like any of the movies. <laughs> That's what I've been told. I have not read the book, so I think I'm missing out. I think I need to read the book. Yeah, pretty much the entire book deals with the Wendigos. 
Right. Okay. Which which are the evil demon uh, Native Americans. Right. Spirits. Um, they're more prom. They're actually more prominent in the remake than what they are in this first one. Right. Um, which I mean, at the time, no one probably would have cared. I wonder why um, they left that out in the original movie. Um. Well, I mean, they 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 are kind of referenced, but then it was just kind of like shoveled or shoveled uh, shuffled off to the side, just to kind of keep the story going. Okay. Like when um they go to Barry Church mm-hmm. and you hear all the noise in the woods and Judd says it's just a loon. Right. That's supposed to be the Wendigos. Right. Farmer. <laughs> Farmer. I'm, I'm researching the documentary. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Well, okay. So in the book they actually make a reference to Cujo. Um they don't do it in the original film they do it in the remake though very briefly um at um the birthday party um judd tells about the saint bernard that went rabid a couple towns over Mm -hmm. so that means it's in the same universe is what they're yeah essentially all these films are in the same universe okay Especially to today's standards. Um, speaking of Ramones, they did the sound or the title song for it. I love that song. Yeah. It's a great know. song. Yeah, the song. I don't want to be buried in a pit. Cemetery. Apparently, um, apparently they wrote that in like 30 minutes. And there you go. You have that song. And it's a great song. I believe they did a song for the uh, new movie too, didn't they? It was a cover okay. that was done. They did do the song for Pet Cemetery 2. Yeah. Okay. Which wasn't um, that good. When they first find the cemetery, you hear all the little kids talking or whatever. One of those kids is Jonathan Brandis before they were doing it. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> so, Mr. Billy <laughs> had a cameo before he was even casted for it. I thought that was cool. Faye, you're still up for for the uh, review of this, right? Yes. How about you go before your equipment shits the bed again? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Let's see. First off. Uh, Something that Miko even touched on the documentary, like uh, the the death scene of of Gage, it it seems it doesn't affect people as much if they don't have a kid, and it didn't affect me before I had a kid, but now since I have a kid, now even still to this day when I watch that scene, it it, it does affect me bad. So that's where like that the the original still affects me is when that happens. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I want to cry. Okay, did. Does it affect you more with it being the younger kid, older kid? Yeah. As a kid? Yeah, like a younger kid. Like losing a kid like that that's not even like three years old yet. That's so a teenage kid, kid, you're like, ah, they lived a good life. Yeah, a teenage kid, they lived their life. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh <my gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> but a little three-year-old, that, that, that fucks me a little bit. Um, and... and 
movie overall, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, Zelda is so fucking creepy in the original. Like that that image of Zelda yeah. talking, which is played by a man, which I thought was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know act- that either until the yeah, movie. the actor that played Zelda did did a great job on it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, very creepy. But then there's like some cringeworthy moments, especially towards the end where he's having a battle with with Gage, that where it's clearly a fucking doll that he's fighting, and some some bad cuts and bad edits kind of making me cringe a little bit. But I mean, overall, I enjoy the movie, and I and I've watched mm-hmm. it many times, so it's something I can rewatch. But it's not a favorite of mine either. I was I did feel bad for Miko, like at the end there, just for his actual well being when he ends up falling backwards. That's what I was going to say. When he's giving the shot, like I want to know if that was intentional. Like, did they intentionally have him walk backwards and then bust ass? I, I don't know. I, I feel like that it just happened. But you hear his head hit that door so hard. Either way, they're dicks. Either way, the filmmakers are dicks. Because <laughs> then if it wasn't intentional, but then they kept in the movie, oh, that was funny. Kid totally ate shit. Let's keep it in the movie. <laughs> and if they intentionally did that, then they were dicks for trying to make the kid fall and bust his ass. So either way... It was hilarious. It's a hilarious part, but damn, kids just learned how to walk and all of a sudden he's having to trip and bust ass. That wasn't very nice. I found Gage to be more cute than creepy. No fair. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. There was something like creepy about the way he held that scalpel. Yeah. And he crushed it as an actor, as this kid that's under three years old. Yeah. And he killed it. Yeah, and like the movie didn't even phase him. That that's kind of the freaky part. Yeah, he wasn't affected. He's a normal dude now. It, it, like, yeah, he, he wasn't affected by all the films that he did growing up. That usually happens to child stars, especially when they affect you when you're two years old. Right. Yeah, I would have thought New Nightmare would have fucked him up for life. <laughs> right. He didn't get all fucked up on drugs or nothing. He's just a normal dude. Chilling. And he'll talk to you, too. Just hit him up. I know I have. I love that guy. Yeah, I think he's like a DP in movies now. I think that's a... He's like a yes. camera guy these days. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. He is indeed. A damn good one, too. Plug. Miko Hughes. Check him out. Farmer, what did you think about the movie? Nah, I'm just kidding. No, I liked it a lot. I was uh, I was definitely a fan of the original Pet Cemetery. Um, Mary Lambert, the director. I mean, it was her directorial debut for a film. You know, just coming off doing, doing like a music video. So I thought she did a good job yeah. directing it for her first film ever. I um, mean, go ahead. Do you, do you feel the Do you feel like the film could have been better? Oh, absolutely. Let me get to my point. Uh, Peter Stein the DP I thought he shot the movie really well Uh, it felt too clean to me I I felt like it it should have been a little grittier yes agreed I I felt it was like a I I won't say hallmarkish but I would say it was too it was too light I would say had it been like a little grittier I, I think I think our tone for like the film would have been a little bit a little different yeah but it seemed like it got grittier as the film went along 
like them after the funeral, it seemed like it got darker and darker and darker. No, that's true. But I mean, there were scenes where like it would, it would hit that point where it'd be dark, but then it would just come right back to being like, Oh, this is like pretty Pleasantville type town. And I think that kind of throws off the vibe a little bit, but I would prefer it to be just a little darker. I think it would have created more like eeriness for us. I I had a few, I had a couple like favorite scenes. I think when Gage fucking dies, I think that is powerful as fuck, especially when that dad is like screaming at the top of his lungs. And then we just get kind of like the, uh, like the camera flash. And then it kind of like, it just quick cuts to like the, like the photographs of like him as a kid. And then going like just with the overlaying of like uh, his screaming. I love that fucking scene. I think it's powerful. And I don't think it gets recognized enough that the, uh, the tennis shoe just, rolling along yeah. the street. Bloody tennis shoe. Breaks my heart. Every time. <clears throat> I uh I think I think a really good scene that they had, like where they definitely like built the tension and like the airiness was there is definitely when like Pascal is like a it like it wakes them up for the first time and now they're walking over to like the, the cemetery. The way like kind of like that fog kind of drifts in, and I like I really love that scene just because it created tension that we weren't seeing throughout like the uh, like throughout the whole film. I thought so. I think just like having like that moment was uh, was like a good scene for it. <clears throat> um, my my favorite character in that entire movie is probably fucking Judd. That's that's the best character I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that was Agreed. everyone's favorite character. Okay, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, overall I liked it, but I am uh, I'm curious to hear what everyone falls on the rating scale. Well, I would say, do, does anyone know the previous casting or crews involved before we do our ratings? That way I could shine with my boring facts. I do know who was supposed but to play my father. All right, so um, you have Bruce Campbell, who was the first choice for Lewis Creed. I think that would have made the movie different. Yeah, it would have been too comedic. No, I think he would have done it more serious. Like, I don't think he would like this is a a very serious film in a, in a way. As like, an audience member, I don't think I'd believe him in that role, though. Yeah, you don't think he would be believable? I I don't I I don't think he he brings like that level like what we saw in that film. I, I'd prefer I'd prefer the casting that we have. Well, when I look at Dale, can I tell y'all what I think of? Elvis. Because he played Elvis. I don't know if y'all knew that. He played Elvis. <laughs> yes, he played Elvis in a TV series back in the day called Elvis to Me. A very good TV series about Elvis. And uh, he played an excellent Elvis. So every time I watch Pet Cemetery, all I, when I look at the dad, I think Elvis. <laughs> I was saying, there's only two people that I see playing Elvis. One being Bruce Campbell. Because Bubba Hotel. And he did a great job at that, too. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is Um, the only one that could be Elvis and Santa Claus. I'm sorry. I'm telling you, I have to chime in with the third. I I would say my third would, uh, I'll take it back to True Romance, Val Kilmer. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. He was good as Jim Morrison in the doors. He was. He was. You know what? I'm going to give him credit for fucking Batman because Batman Forever was a good film, no matter what people say. Yeah, well, you could be my wingman anytime, Maverick. I loved him in Top Gun. 
<laughs> I'm I'm interested nice. to see what he does with Top Gun too. Oh, I forgot about that happening. I love Top Gun, but I fucking hate that they have Miles Teller in the sequel. As Goose's kid. <laughs> yeah, but I fucking hate that guy so much. <laughs> I sell the Top Gun costume and glasses and hat. <laughs> Do you have an size fat? <laughs> <laughs> I have it in all sizes. I even have a women's costume. Oh, and you guess may begin to order from you soon. 15% off. <laughs> 15% exactly. off. Get it all 15% off until May 3rd. <laughs> were, uh, were there any other casting choices aside from Bruce? Bruce was the first choice, and then it went to Dale. But George Romero was actually the original director involved. And because of scheduling delays, so on and so on, he went on to do Monkey Shines. Which, in, in its own, was an okay film. No. Monkey Shine. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Monkey Shine. And then when George left, they went to Tom Savini, and he turned it down. And then uh, Mary Lambert got the job. Which is good, because there wasn't that many female directors at the time. That's so true. This was kind of groundbreaking, a little bit. Especially do a good film. Yay for quality. Yeah, so she she made the film, and then, as we said in previous episodes, um, she wanted to do a sequel with uh, Grown Ellie returning to the house, and the studio said no. Right. Which is what it should have been. Which Yeah, which is true. It should have been. But Grown Ellie. A good actress? <laughs> it would have been nice to see. Yeah. So, all right, let's go around and find out these scores. I'm I'm interested. Christy, we kicked it off with you. What's your score? Um, a six point five. Okay, I, I'm I'm seven point five. Mister Farmer, I'm gonna give this, which is gonna be surprising. I'm gonna give this uh, nine each berries his own. No shit. Wow. All right. Well, I, I am going to agree with uh, Mr. Fay and give it a 7.5. Yeah. Like it had, it, it, it had its greatness, but then there's also shit that wasn't great about it. And it, Yeah. I mean, good movie. Like I said, I can watch it again, but it's not a favorite. Is it a dumpster fire? No. 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 Is it perfect? No. All. But it's a good watch. Definitely. Compared to the other Stephen King movies that are out there, it's definitely a good watch. Compared to the other Pet Cemetery movies, which we're about to get into, it's a good watch. All right, let's go. Let's get this rumble going now. <laughs> All right. Let, 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 let's move on to Pet Cemetery 2. Um, literally Pet Cemetery 2. Three years. Not only released, but actually set after the original. Uh, got Mr. Anthony Edwards, who we just talked about as Goose. Uh, Clancy Brown, who made this movie fucking amazing for me. I think Clancy Brown is good at whatever he does. That's the, the the sheriff, right? Right. Right. Okay. Like he, there's just something about that guy. He could, he could be a villain, whatever he wants, and I will watch it. 
Oh, he's got that douchebag look for sure. Yeah. <laughs> he could play that. He was great in the last costume redemption. And then we had the studio's choice for starring in this film, Edward Furlong, who was just in the hot Terminator 2. Okay. Yeah, I didn't do my research. I didn't know if that was after Terminator 2. Yeah, because Terminator 2 was 91. Yep. Okay. Yeah, this came out in 92. Gotcha. Yeah, so it was. I think he had done Terminator 2, it came out, and then they rushed to filming this. Directed by Mary Lambert. Yeah, Mary Lambert came back and directed it. And then... I thought Furlong was was good casting. I, uh, I, I, I enjoyed his performance. I thought he did great. Yeah, me too. Uh... <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I prefer him in Brain Scam more. Well, agree to fucking disagree. That's why we have this form, Brian, okay? <laughs> well, fine. <clears throat> no, I, th- I thought he portrayed, you know, like that. I thought he did well with the character. I, uh, the unsung hero, aside from Clancy Brown, is Anthony Edwards because he fucking crushed it. Yeah, it's nice to see him in a serious role because I was always used to him being in Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Gilbert. Yep. <laughs> was he really? Hey, he, he was yeah. Goose in Top Gun. Yeah, yeah he's Goose in Top Gun. Right. And I, just, I think uh, this was at the time he was doing ER. I was going to say, I just Correct. think of ER when I see him. I think of Revenge of the Nerds. But I'm also I always think Top guys, Gun. So. <laughs> yeah, Revenge of the Nerds is a good movie. He was I great in it. that. What what was everyone's thoughts on Pet Cemetery Two? Uh, well, for me, I really like Pet Cemetery Two. I've always liked Pet Cemetery Two. I actually, when I was younger, I like, and I think I don't maybe even now. I think I may even like it better than the first one. Um, I like again. I like the actors that are in it. Um, you also have um the kid Jared who played Clyde, who was also in a bunch of other movies like. Uh, big and overboard. Um, I liked all the gore. There's a lot of gore in it. A lot more gore in it than the first one. He was also in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm Yeah. That's what I know him from. Because he was the the asshole neighbor who broke the window and got him all in trouble in the first place. Yep. Yep. He's good at playing that asshole. (laughs) He is. Yeah, he's always playing a jerk. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, I I really like this one. I think it's it's a solid sequel. I'd say for how rushed it well when they finally started production on it and how rushed it was. I mean, I thought it was pretty good for yeah. you know what ended up being the final product. I mean, the fact that they moved it to Georgia because of winter, um, it didn't have that same like vibe as right. what you would uh, scenery wise. Um. But the the little nods they have to the previous film, you know. Yeah, they talked about it a little bit. They talked about this, you know, the family the, the and then cre- yeah, the, the, creed, the family. creed on the mailbox. Yeah, they they pass by. Yeah. The house and everything. I um, like the dog. The dog was cool. Yeah, Zoe. He was a badass. Yeah, yeah I I like the fact oh, that awesome. it was a dog instead right, of too. an art cat. Me too. Yeah, because dogs are better than cats. You heard it here first. I, I will agree with you 100%. I will not agree with you. 
You <laughs> cat lady. That's right. But I'm uh, the old cat with all my cats. <laughs> I was. I, I love the uh, Friday Thirteenth nod that they gave. Yeah, Furlong was dressed up as a as oh, Jason Mitch, during Mitch, Halloween. Jason, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because, I mean, being Paramount, they didn't have to pay anything for licensing because they owned it. It's a good little, yeah, I liked how it was set at Halloween there towards the end of the movie. I love the dirt bike scene where he's fucking just, yeah. That was was like the part growing up where I like had to turn away. Not know if they would show it or not. Because you just see the scarf get stuck in the spoke. Right. And then the blood just splatters all over Clancy. And then he just revs it again for more blood. <laughs> he looked really cool, though, later on when he came back. The makeup they and, did for him, and, he looked really cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. I really the, liked uh, that. Yeah, that makeup where, was badass. I yeah, thought that, was. too, when, when he came the, back. Yeah, the pus coming out of his neck at the yeah. dinner table. Yeah. And uh, Gilbert trying to cover it up. But it was like a complete 180. Because like when he was alive, he was a complete dick. Right. But then when he died, you know, he was kind of laid back, normal, like to have fun. Um, he was throwing jokes around, um, especially when he, when he went to kill the son. Son, he's like, you have the right to remain silent, but it's not going to matter because you're going to be fucking dead. <laughs> Right, and then he oh, held Jeff. So didn't do much uh, box office wise. Um, didn't even make back half of what the original one did. Sadly, do you know what the budget was? Uh, the budget was eight million for Pet Cemetery Two. Ended up grossing seventeen. Hmm. Not bad. So I mean, it it's not bad, but I mean, it wasn't the money maker that they were probably hoping. But if you consider the amount of money they make for the first one, it's not like they lost out a lot. Well, I mean, the first one was made for 11.5 and then yeah, ended and up grossing 57. 57. So, I mean, they at least made money on it. Right. I mean, this one, they kind of just broke even about. But, like, the first one, that wasn't, like, Stephen King's name was attached more to the first one than the second one, though, right? Right. I don't so think, think he wanted the second it? one. Right. So maybe I think the studio just it. went and did it, and he wasn't even involved. Right. Yeah, he didn't want his name on it. Right. So that might have had something to do with it, maybe. Yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those few movies where he didn't want his name associated. Sally, one of the other ones was... Maximum Overdrive, which he actually did himself. Yeah, and he's in the beginning of it, which is like one of the funniest scenes. Oh no, I, I love Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> I do too. I, I love it too. It. That's a good movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, fun movie. ACDC. I mean, yeah, ACDC. Great soundtrack. Emilio Estevez. Emilio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We know. We got this. Um, <laughs> who was it? Pat Higgle from uh, Batman and Batman Returns. What? Who? What was are you doing in Batman Returns? He was uh, Commissioner Gordon. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Or, yeah, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, there really wasn't a whole lot with Pet Cemetery, too, honestly. I mean, the only interesting fact was that uh, David S. Gore did revisions before he was a well-known name. So, I mean, he did films like uh, Demonic Toys, uh, Puppet Master with uh, Donald Sutherland. That was kind of like the alien invasion type movie. Uh, he did Dark City, which is completely underrated. Uh, he ended up doing the Blades and then kind of went on to do the Batmans and Man of Steel and all that. Hmm. Fucking Blade. <laughs> you know what? Blade 1 and 2 were good. Blade Trinity, nah. <laughs> I didn't hate Trinity. I mean, Trinity wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. It's been a long time since I've seen those. <laughs> it seems like since my phone is randomly dropping about every 15 minutes, I'll go ahead and give my opinion on Pet Cemetery 2 before I get dropped again. Uh, Wise choice. First off, first off, my opinion is that the, the music choice on random scenes was a little off for me. I know it's 1992, but... Uh, some of this, the music that they used did not go along with what was going on in the scene. Um, I loved Edward Furlong's performance because he, he played a good troubled teen back then. Mm-hmm. A very confused teen. and I, So I, I loved Edward Furlong in it. I, I felt like bad talked. more for his character witnessing his mom died. Than I did, uh, did the dad witnessing Gage die. Yeah. And that scene was a little extended. The way she was holding on to that iron rod like fence for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. Just frying and frying and frying. Mom! Fry, 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 fry. No, that went on a little too long. But. And and I also don't like how animated the. the, Like how animated and domesticated the, the, the sheriff was. When he came back, like when they're sitting at the dinner table and they're all laughing and having a good time and stuff like that, I thought that was a little weird. Oh, he's joking around with the food. Yeah, but I mean, overall, it's not a it's not a bad movie. It's definitely a a sequel to where the sequel's never as good <laughs> as the original, but it wasn't awful either. It's definitely a lot of fun stuff. Some good makeup effects in it. Like the the bully kid and his makeup at the end, he, I thought that looked phenomenal. And I loved his death, the bully kid, where they put the wire in his mouth and his head is just like shaking all over the place. Yeah. Oh, and it explodes. Yeah, I thought that was great. I was like, even the mom melting at the end when the house yeah. is on fire, she starts to melt. Yeah, see that was good. So there, there's like love. There's more love than hate with this movie, but then I also don't think it was the greatest movie. But would you watch it more than you would the original? No, I'd definitely watch the original more than the sequel. Uh, but I mean, it's still rewatchable in my opinion too. It's not a one-time watch for me. I I can rewatch it and not get bored with it. And what, yeah, and with the with the motorcycle and dude's scarf getting caught into it, and his face getting shredded, and yeah, it, it, yeah, I have shit that I love, and I have shit that I hated about the movie, but the love trumps the hate in this movie for me. So that's yeah. my opinion. 
I think I think them foreshadowing the way Gus dies was kind of obvious. Um, but I mean, overall, the film was okay. I mean, it's not the best sequel. It's not the worst sequel. It's accepted, especially since Stephen King didn't even want his name on it. Yeah. It still wasn't a big piece of shit. Like he probably expected it to be, but it's definitely never talked about either. It's it's underrated, I think, because it yeah. never gets talked about from like in the communities that I'm in. I I don't see well, it get I'm, talked about much. I actually saw this before I saw the original growing up. Oh, really? Yeah, like they they would show it on um, USA a lot during the summers. So I saw Pet Cemetery Two before I saw the original. So did you go? I oh, maybe I, maybe I need to watch the original. I mean, no, I I caught the original whenever I could, um, when I had cable or something. I'm sure it was on one of the movie channels. I caught it. Um, but I mean, it was one that you know, if there was nothing else on, I, w- I would just flip to to watch. Mm-hmm. Same. <laughs> I mean, the Ramon song in the credits was still awesome. Yeah. But like I said, for me, Clancy Clancy Brown, for m- me personally, made the movie. Great actor. I just didn't like how they actually had that character be portrayed. Yeah, but the the moment that he like turns sadistic. He was almost like a juggernaut, almost. Yeah. It was almost slapstick a little bit, the way they were using him. So you thought he was a bit too silly. Yeah. I don't know. Farmer, what do you think? I mean, I was a fan of the whole, like, 90s delusional grunge look for uh, for Furlong. I thought he was, uh, the, I thought, it, overall, I liked this movie. I thought fucking Gus killed it. Uh, and I was just a fan of Furlong. I thought it was a solid sequel. I liked it. And I usually fucking hate sequels, but uh, I thought it was well done. I think we all, all right. agree on that. <laughs> yeah. Here comes everyone's favorite part. Review time. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. And give us your number. Well, I give it a, a solid seven. Solid seven. Yeah. All right. Um. You know, I'm going to agree with you. I, I gave it a seven as well. All right. I'm going to go six. And I'm going to go seven dirt bike wheels. <laughs> seven dirt bike wheels. All right. Well done, Mary. Well done. Yes. Bravo to you, Mary, for. Now, has Jay Mary Lambert done anything since those movies? I haven't really looked into her much. Um, I think she was doing more TV than she was actual movies. Yeah, she's doing like a lot of like TV movies and uh, and just like TV shows. Yeah, like she was doing uh, the Blacklist for a while. She did an episode on Arrow. Um, probably the. She did Mega Python versus Gatoroid for sci-fi. Oh yeah, she did uh, Urban Legends Bloody Mary. She did The In Crowd. I watched that a couple months ago. That wasn't too bad of a movie. 
that. She um she did Halloween Town too. Um, I know a lot of people like the Halloween Town movies. She uh she did the Attic with the Elizabeth Moss. Oh yeah. So. No, she's seen her fair share. She did do an episode of Tales from the Crypt. So, so, so she's had a career. She just didn't disappear. Yeah, she, like she, she gets to choose her projects. <laughs> ah, okay. She was good enough to do that. Now we get to <laughs> the remake. Yeah. Uh, we are now a week after it came <sighs> out, and it honestly grossed more now than what I was honestly expecting. I mean, it had a budget of $21 million, modest horror film budget today's standards. Uh, right now it sits at 57.5 mil. I say what an opening weekend like 40 plus? Yeah, for worldwide it was like 40 plus. So it it didn't do... When, it, uh, when it's all said and done, it's going to be a major profitable movie. It'll, it'll be a profitable movie. So, um, I honestly don't really know how to feel about this movie. I don't either. Like, That's why I want everybody else to go like, first. Like, I, I got out of it, and I was on, I was actually uh, talking to Joe about it, um, with from three guys that horror, and we were both like, you know, the, the movie's not great, but it's also not bad it's kind of like that meh area to where you know it's like yeah i'm I'm glad i saw it will i pick it up when it comes out probably not no Uh, no i'll probably wait until it's like a fairly cheap price honestly unless there's like a director's cut that comes out then maybe i'll get it well it doesn't it doesn't deserve to be crapped on like it's been that i've been seeing no i mean the the biggest issue I had with it was the second trailer. A trailer the that trailer gave everything away, pretty much. It gave everything away. I honestly feel like that had they not shown that second trailer, that I probably would have liked it more. Like the fact that you had that scene where the child dies, where you actually have Gage running to the freeway as the truck is coming. And then they did the big swerve, and the daughter ends up getting killed. I'm like, you know, the trailer ruined it. I I feel like had they not shown that, I would have been like, oh my god, Gage is going to die. And then, boom, the daughter dies instead. I think that would have been more impactful than what it actually became. Oh, and by the way, people, this is not a spoiler-free review. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we don't care anymore at this point. (laughs) Right. Um, But, I mean, for a film that Came out of South by Southwest with so much buzz and hype. I, I was suckered into the hype. I told you. <laughs> yeah, we did I actually mean, bring that up on an episode. We're like, is it going to be, is it the South by Southwest reviews are actually like the studio saying, hey, it's great, or was it actually great? Well, I, I mean, that, was that was the great. audience that was saying it was great. It wasn't the studios. So, I mean, it's kind of a film where it's either I love or I hate it. Well, not even love or hate. I mean, some people loved it. Some people were like, you know, it, it was okay. Um, well, I don't think I've, I've seen anyone like literally trash the film. 
I think the audience at South by Southwest was a little drunk. When well, yeah, because it's a party week. Yeah. South by Southwest is literally just everyone drinking. I know. I need to be there, huh? I, I will <laughs> say there were there were aspects of the remake that I did like compared to the original. Yes. The, the Wendigos were more prominent in this remake. Like they actually talk about it. Judd um, is telling the stories of them to uh, Lewis. Um, Judd's own wife, Norma, is more prominent in this than I don't even think they mention her in the original. No, they didn't. Which I will say, I called it on a previous episode. I said John Lithgow is going to crush it, and he did. John like, he's Lith- no Fred Gwynn, but he did. He's no job. Fred Gwynn. Yep. John Lithgow, though, was the movie. He was a complete yeah, dick. Great, but he made the movie. Like you had Jason Clark, where some <sighs> some of his acting is okay, and then some of it is awful. I don't blame um, Jason Clark that for that though. I think that was more of just like the movie production itself. Yeah, well, it seemed like like the first half of the movie was really good, and then they got to the funeral, and it it just dived like it nose dived into the ground. No, you, you why are you shaking your head, Christy? <laughs> I at all. <laughs> when you That's can't afford when you can't afford Patrick boring. Wilson, you get this guy. Thanks, Jason Clark. <laughs> he is the poor man's Patrick Wilson, isn't he? <laughs> I, I thought the first half of the movie was a little bit boring, and I thought it was better with the second half. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Christy. The first half, it, they, there was too much of a build the first half. But see, I thought the second half just dragged for no. me. <sighs> no. I mean, like it, it, like, it dragged, and then it got to uh, Judd's house, and then they had to, like... Sc- like kind of hit like three skips just to get their ending. I thought the I thought the entire opening shot of this movie was fucking awful. Like that, that tracking shot and then like the flash fade to white. Like that that was fucking poor choice. That was terrible. Like the, the opening uh, fucking shot of the film. Oh, with the uh, the drone, the drone. Yeah, shot. Like the tra- Yeah, the the fucking shaky camera like all the way to the door opens up and it's just a, like a, the white house. Ugh. <laughs> I was saying, I, I agree with that. They probably could have just done without it, because then they just reused it at the ending. I'll, I'll be honest. I feel like watching this movie was like I think it was a cash grab, and I think it was a shitty version of like some fucking movie that should have been placed in the Conjuring universe. You know, it was a cash grab, though. I mean, it, there, here's yeah, a studio definitely. that owned the property, and the only reason they made it was because of how big it was. Yep. I mean, like the more prominent stuff, but then you had like the stuff with the, all the issues with the in-laws, nowhere to be found. Um, the Zelda like, character kind of took a back seat in this one. I, the, like her death was kind of gruesome, but it, but it kind of took like a back seat. See, I was okay with that though. You guys really liked Lithgow in this? Yes. I, I mean, I felt the guy was a dick. 
Lithgow to me in this movie reminded me of like a shittier version of Walter Matthau, who played Mr. Wilson in Dennis the Menace in '93. Grumpy, typical, and just boring as fuck. I can see that, but I mean, nice you had comparison. that scene where where they they go to Barry Church, and you have Judd just kind of look at him at Lewis, and you see the look on his face. He's like, you know. I really shouldn't do it, but I'm going to do it anyways. Because, you know, the girl deserves her cat. <laughs> and the church came back and it was the biggest dick yeah. of that movie. <laughs> it took forever for them to get to the fucking burial ground. Like, I felt like I was two movies in on, like, a Lord of the Rings fucking franchise. Like, it took exactly, fucking forever. Yeah. It was a was long a, yeah. drag in this movie. They had to go through the swamp. They had to climb up that fucking mountain. Yeah. It was a it was a slow burn to the fucking fullest. Well, I heard Philip snore one time. <laughs> I was I'm like, saying, there, 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 there was someone in the uh, in the theater with us that fell asleep halfway through. I wanted well, it to walk really out. Slow at the I, beginning. It was kind of boring for a little while. I genuinely wanted to walk out. I was so close to walking out, and I've never done that. I was fucking. I hated it. <laughs> I understand that, but I'm glad I didn't because I did actually love the ending. I love the, the way they changed the ending and how it's more family oriented. Me too. That's it. Well, I was I want to know what other endings they had because apparently the ending that we saw was the one that did the best test screenings for. I want to know what the other endings are. Hmm. So maybe we'll see as deleted scenes or special features or something for whenever it hits home video. I, I was, I, I was really anticipating this film because I love the two directors because they did that starry eyes movie. But this, this film to me seemed like a, an overpriced indie film, the way it was shot and like the slow burn, like it wasn't even like the 10, there was no tension building in this fucking movie. It was, you were expecting the fucking, the jump scares. It was all like, the the whole like music and like the score like it just it navigated what our emotion was supposed to be. I had no like genuine feeling when watching this movie except for I just want to get the fuck out of here. It, it was a massive drag, but I mean like shot wise though like the the whole fogginess the way they shot with the blues when they're in but it, it just it just read like, like indie to me. It, it read like an indie where it's like okay like there's like a, there's a couple good moments but you forget about those because of how fucking terrible it is. Alright, <laughs> oh, there's Farmer. <laughs> I was like, did anyone catch the uh, other Stephen King like book cameos in this film? Well, it said Dairy on that on the song. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah I did I, see I, that. I caught, I caught three. Dairy was one of them. That's the only one I caught. I was probably checking my phone to see what time it was on the other ones that you caught. Um, I was I mentioned earlier in this one, in the background, you could hear uh, John Lithgow talk about the St. Bernard from Cujo. Right. And then at the very beginning of the movie, um, when they're first arriving in the town, there's a sign that says uh, D. Torrance Realty. You were asking about the Ramones song for this one. It was a band called Starcrawler. Oh, okay. That did the cover for them. Sounded yeah. exactly the same though. 
So okay. good for them. So now that we've all seen this, obviously it's going to make money still. Um, probably the next few weeks, it'll be profitable. It's, um, do you, do you see them doing the prequel route, um, like the producers want? Do you think they'll do a straight sequel with how it ended? I hope they do a sequel with how it ended. I really enjoyed the ending. I liked that ending a lot. So I hope maybe they do a, a sequel. Do a sequel with the zombie family, right? Or just what I want to know what happens with Gage. I did too, but the talks is that they're going to do a cool. Yeah, I, I would do a prequel would like, to it. Yeah, I, I would like to see them do a prequel because there's so much more story for the burial ground that they didn't even cover. Yeah, where they okay. cut it off like that. Well, I want to know more about the Wendigo stuff. Again, I hadn't read the book, so yeah, the the Wendigos are um, normal when she pops up in the house. Mm-hmm. Th- that was a Wendigo. Uh, it, it was feeding off his fear. Okay, gotcha. Okay, all right. And then, so pretty much, as, when they get buried and they come back, they're Wendigos, essentially. Okay. Thank you for clearing that up. You're welcome. Makes sense now. <laughs> Glad my uh, folklore class came in handy for something. I liked the movie. I didn't. Again, it was slow at the beginning. The first half I thought was a bit boring. I was waiting just for something to happen. I liked the last half of the movie. I liked um, John Lithgow and. Fred Gwynn equally in both movies. Um, I kind of, I, I kind of liked how they didn't show Pascal or um, Zelda very much, because those were probably two things in the regular movie that I, I always thought were a bit silly anyway for me, for my taste. Um, and I really enjoyed the ending, and I liked the fact that they changed it to the daughter this time around. I thought she was very creepy. I thought she did a really good job with it, so. I didn't think the movie was that bad. It I, wasn't I the like, greatest, no. I feel like but, that daughter had plenty of time to move from that sliding tanker. <laughs> well, yeah, but I thought she it, did. I thought it made sense to make the daughter, though, because she's the one that's questioning death, like, church is not going to be alive for a long time, and She's the one that's asking all the questions, so it made more sense for her to die, I think. Well, with her so being she's a little bit older, she can talk, and she can make that character, I thought, more creepier than um, Gage could in the original, because he couldn't talk. He, could, he was just cute. I don't want it to be creepy. <laughs> I want it to be creepy. She well, that's creepy. why. They, they I felt she was creepy. They felt that the relationship with the parents, with the daughter, would have been more effective than with Gage. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's aspects of this movie that I liked better than the original. Um, I thought it seemed a little bit darker. I thought I don't know than the original one. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it. But I think that, I think there's more horror 
in the original. Like my my takeaway, like with with the two against each other, is that uh, the real horror isn't with the dead returning to life in the story. It's the Creed family collapsing and Lewis having to watch what he loves die twice. The real horror is having to experience the same tragedy on repeat. The dead returning isn't the horror of the story. It's only a plot device. I think that the sequel remake, whatever the fuck, I think it just missed the point on that. And it became like this supernatural, like bullshit. And I just think that there was more, it, it, there was more horror, like living in like that situation. And like, uh, you know, more of like the man, man is horror. Okay. I just felt like in this one, it was all fucking fabricated by some jump scares and some supernatural bullshit. So, right. Farmer's Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll respect them for what they tried to do. I just, for me, it just didn't hit quite as much as it probably should have. Well, and I respect what they tried to do, too. They tried to change it up a little bit and make it more of a more interesting story with the whole more of a family story the way they did it at the end with the undead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I love that it was Ellie this time that died instead of Gabe. Like, like I said, cause she was more interested in death. And yeah. And, and I love the ending of this movie. I thought it was a fantastic ending. I thought whatever other endings that they did, that didn't get approved, and they approved this one. Good choice, in my opinion. Yeah, but then also the f- the first half of it though was long, draggy, it was. boring as hell. Yeah, it was. So people know, out there original... listen. Yeah, well, I'm saying they, people they, out they, there that that the the that walk out of movie theaters because we know a few people that walk out in the middle of a fucking movie. <laughs> this is why you stay and watch the rest of the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> You don't just leave. I have Anyways. only walked out of a movie theater once. Yes, that, open water. Power went out. What was that? Free um, Willy 3? What was that? No, it was that. Um, the, the power went out. Um, I don't know. It was like a decade ago or something. It was a really bad thunderstorm and knocked the power out. So we had to get uh, a refund on the movies and everything. I will um, always finish a movie. I will never quit a movie or walk out on a movie. I will finish it so I can actually officially have an opinion about it. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's different yep. from, like, if you're paying to see a movie, you have to stay. Even if it's awful, you have to stay and finish that movie. If it's at home, that's different because you can just turn it off. The last movie I really wanted to walk out on and I wish I would have, it was Phoenix Forgotten. If any of you've seen that, I was I watched that in the movie theater and I was like, oh my god, I really want to leave right now. But I'll wait to see if it's gonna be a cool ending. And it wasn't a cool ending. I was like, fuck this piece of shit, I'm out. Like Skyline, that's another movie that I wanted to walk out on to. I know I'm kind of trailing off on movies that I <laughs> I could wanted to walk out on, but I didn't. I've never have, but there's a couple that I wish I would have. For there's sure. there's been some movies that I've watched at home. Well, yeah, you can turn it off, but I'm one of those. I have to finish it though. It'll bother me if I don't finish it, even if I'm not liking it. There was even at home. Of, yeah, even at, at home. I still yeah, even at home, I'll let my TV play it off, but I'm distracted by like my phone and what's going on, on social media because this movie sucks. But I'll at least, I'll at least let my TV play the rest of it. See, I, I would I don't say, like that. If if the movie doesn't grab a hold of me 
in 20 minutes if I'm watching it at home. It's getting shut off. <laughs> well, there was a movie, before I say the movie, because a lot of people love this movie. Uh-oh. Wait, is it, is it Shaun of the Dead? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Um, I don't even know if I even want to say it, because everybody's going to be like, oh, my God. Um, I, I tried the movie, and I did make it through the whole movie. I didn't want to, but I did. <laughs> and I don't like it. It's I'm not so my kind right of now. movie. <laughs> but a lot of people love it. Um, please don't hate me, everybody. Uh, Toxic <laughs> Avenger. <laughs> Ugh! I've never that seen it. So horrible. Wait, what, what? what was it? I, I Toxic, Toxic Avenger. <sighs> that movie's okay. so bad. Toxic Avenger 1 and Toxic Avenger 4 are amazing. 2 and 3 suck. Oh, God. Alright, before we go off on the tangent, let's let's wrap up Pet, Pet Cemetery. Um, Alright, our bad. My bad, dog. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all good. My, my, <laughs> my final piece on that, the original versus the remake, I would say my takeaway from the original was that it had emotional human horror, the fear of losing and being without. And I feel like the sequel, remake, whatever have you, was without any of that. All right. Yeah, for for me, I I will definitely do the original over this remake. Um, like I said, it's, it's not the fact that it, it was a bad movie per se. It's just one that I wasn't feeling. Maybe down the line, at a future time, I may enjoy it more. But right now, it was just kind of meh to me. Well, I like the original and this one probably about the same. Whatever I didn't like about the original, I like about the new one. Whatever I didn't like about the new one, I like about the original. So it's about the same for me. Senor Fay? Uh, I did not like this one better than the original. Uh, there were there were certain like filmmaking aspects that I enjoyed better. But overall, I will watch the original a lot quicker than I'll watch this remake. As much as I love the ending, I'm not going to sit through that first half again. <laughs> okay. It's time for everyone's favorite part. Review. <laughs> um, all right. So everybody, uh, what do you rate this movie? Um, 6.5, just like the original one, like I said. Okay. I gave this one the same that I gave Pet Cemetery 2, which is a 6. Brian? Uh, I gave it a 6 as well. Okay. Uh, and for myself, the ground is sour and so is this movie. I give it a 1. Oh, Holy fuck. Wow. Really? Our first one. <laughs> a 1 is, to me, a rating system like a 1 means that you walk the fuck out of that. You can at least give it a two. I, I think that would be a zero. <laughs> I, I I wanted to. I I was very close to wanting to walk out of this, but I always stay for the end credits. So I had to I had to respect the people who put their time into this dumpster fire. A fucking one! Wow! A one! Wow! That's even surprising, even coming from you, farmer, because you're the negative Nancy of the group for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, and I was I was really hopeful for this. But I give it a one. So it's more of a disappointment factor than anything. One hundred percent. All right. And I walked in open minded. 
I wasn't thinking that, oh, it's going to blow me away. I was like, this, it's, I anticipated that it was going to be good because of the shit that the directors have done previously. I, I wasn't, I wasn't even trying to match it up with the original. I was just like, okay, this is going to be a good film. And then I wanted to fucking strangle myself. (laughs) Farmer doesn't have an open mind either. So him opening his mind for this, that, oh, that's, that's That's right. That's right. That's fucking, that's a big, you know. I don't do that. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Not whatsoever. I tried, people. All right? I fucking tried. <laughs> That's wow, all I could ask one. for. Not even 1.5? No. Lithgow, you are no Fred Gwynn. Fuck off. <sighs> <laughs> I really hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> He's got our shit to do. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All, All right, right string. <laughs> All right. Any final comments before we sign off here? I think it's a good tagline. The ground is sour, and so is this film. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's what I leave you with, people. The ground is sour, and so is this fucking film. I wish I could get my $11 back. Wow. I only paid five. Yeah, good time. Say, uh, we, Senior I Citizen discount. <laughs> yeah, good old small town movie theater. We only paid five for a matinee. We <laughs> paid 20 something dollars. Ew. Well, you guys well, went to the night show, didn't you? Um, no, we went in the afternoon at like one thirty. but, um, our movie theater just put in day beds. Oh, so, so they got upcharge. <laughs> so it's upcharge. You have to have two tickets, but there's two of us. And then you also get a large popcorn with that too. So it was like 20 something dollars. Well, I give that theater a one out of 10. <laughs> Fucking upcharge. I'm with you, farmer. I'll give a one every once in a while too. Maybe not to there a movie, we go. but. To a movie theater, yeah. You get a one. That was really comfy. (laughs) Makes you want to go night-night. Yeah, Philip did. (laughs) With good reason. Yeah, I was like, wake up. And he's like, this is boring. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He ended up liking it once the ending came around, though. (laughs) Yeah, because it was over. (laughs) Right? He did like the ending, though. He's a second halfer. Yeah, that's funny. All right. Well, don't forget to uh, follow us on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, do, do we even have a Twitter yet? I don't even know. Do people even tweet anymore? Is that even a thing? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think Twitter is more for celebrities. Right. Instagram and Facebook is where it's at. Instagram and Facebook. I mean, Facebook's more for old people anymore, I think. <laughs> but. <laughs> But I'm still on it, so what the fuck do I know? But Instagram. Hit us up. Instagram. Hashtag it. Yep. Outsiders of Horror. Facebook. Instagram. Outsiders of Horror at gmail.com if you want to email us questions or you can even message us questions. Um, I really wanted to like this movie. Shit. Well, keep, keep messaging me at Andrew Fay all day because I've been getting a lot of yeah. Let's say, yeah let us know Everybody, what you think of these episodes. 
whether it be the first time you're listening, if you listen to all of them, I mean, this is now our fourth one. Let us know if there's something that we could change up, if there's something that you like that we could do more of. If you have suggestions, we're open to it. We're open to criticism. You're not going to hurt our feelings. If there are movies that you want us to do, let us know. If you think Faye needs to be shit-faced every episode, let us know. Uh, Keep in mind my health, people. (laughs) That's a lost cause. It's for the art. (laughs) All right. Well, I was our our next episode is uh, Easter weekend. Zombie Jesus. Zombie Jesus. That's all me, people. If you have a complaint about that, I I selected this. Zombie Jesus episode. It's going to be... A different episode. We're not going to do the normal shtick with news, uh, the news and everything that we normally do. We're just straight zombies. That's how we're going to roll that episode. Yay. So, until then, remember kids, sometimes dead is better.